Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, May 25th. On this day in 1961, President John F. Kennedy told Congress, quote, I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to Earth. America would reach that goal in 1969. And while we're on an outer space theme, it was on this date in 1977 that the original Star Wars was released for the first time. Now let's see if we can get an out-of-this-world forecast for your Wednesday at the First Alert Center. And good morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Silvine here on our Wednesday. Our hump day starting out this morning with some clouds. Small chance of a shower. Grab an umbrella just in case. Rain chance today only about 20%. We'll see an increase in sunshine as the day wears on. High temperatures this afternoon in the low to mid 80s. Down a little bit from recent days, so not as hot outside. Tomorrow around 87. Small chance of rain again. A better rain chance on Friday. Scattered showers and thunderstorms likely now behind that storm system. That brings us to rain on Friday. Looks like we're going to be dry throughout our upcoming Memorial Day weekend. 87 Saturday, 90 on Sunday, up to 91 on Memorial Day. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. It's time to swing over to the news desk for your headlines. Well, tragedy in South Texas. At least 21 people are dead after a gunman opened fire at a grade school. 18 of those victims were students at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde. Aaron Jones has the latest. It's hard to believe that there were parents who dropped their students off here at the school just like any other day, only for something so tragic to occur. You can see multiple law enforcement agencies here behind me, parents describing an absolutely horrific scene. The shooting started shortly after 11.30 a.m. at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, a town roughly 85 miles west of San Antonio. He shot and killed horrifically incomprehensibly. Investigators identified the suspect as 18-year-old Salvador Ramos, a high school senior from Uvalde. He himself uh, is deceased uh, and is believed that responding officers killed him. Two of those officers were wounded and are expected to survive. We are not actively looking for another individual or any other suspects in this case. Parents and family members rushed to the school and local hospitals looking for loved ones. This woman is looking for her niece. We have not yet gotten any answers of where her whereabouts are at. It happened less than two weeks after a gunman shot 10 people dead at a Buffalo, New York supermarket. President Biden addressed the tragedy after returning to the White House from Japan. To lose a child is like having a piece of your soul ripped away. Tuesday's tragedy was the deadliest school shooting in Texas history and the worst in the U.S. since a gunman killed 26 at Sandy Hook Elementary in Connecticut in 2012. We learned students were actually supposed to celebrate their last day of school on Thursday, but now, of course, classes have been canceled for the rest of the year. CBS News, Aaron Jones in Uvalde. And Texas Governor Greg Abbott says the suspect apparently shot his grandmother before he entered the school. 
Meanwhile, South Carolina Congressman James Clyburn spoke about that mass shooting in a tweet. He said, in part, while we wait to learn more, my heart goes to Robb Elementary School and the entire Uvalde, Texas community. Our children ought to be able to go to school without fear of gun violence. When is enough enough? The time for action is long overdue, end quote. And South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham released a statement saying in part, quote, why someone would kill elementary age children in school and shoot their own grandmother, I don't know. We are heartbroken for the families and friends impacted by this senseless act of gun violence in Uvalde. Well, this morning, families in Texas mourning their loved ones as kids here in the Lowcountry getting up and ready for school. Yeah, following that news of the latest mass shooting, mental health counselors say it is important to be honest with your kids. Melissa Rademacher shares some resources. Between social media, news stories, and word of mouth, kids have likely heard about the tragic shooting and deaths at Robb Elementary. Elizabeth Wofford is a low country counselor who specializes in trauma. She says every kid will react differently to the news, so families need to have open discussions about how they are feeling. Her best advice to parents is to allow themselves to react first, then take a moment to be honest yet empathetic with their children about the reality of the shooting. So you don't cut corners. You don't try to soften and say pass away when you mean someone died because those are really hard words, but they're going to hear them. And so finding what your child can handle in giving them the truth and saying that one person made a decision to hurt other people. And so if they don't come to you, kind of approach them before they go to school um, and let them know there was something that happened. Wofford says grief or anxiety can show up in lots of different ways in kids, from keeping quiet to acting out or even physical symptoms like a stomach ache or inability to sleep. If those persist for more than a few days or weeks, you should reach out to a professional. In the newsroom, Melissa Rademacher, Live 5 News. North Charleston police officials say that a shooting that left a juvenile hurt appears to be an accident. Police say they were called to the scene at Dorchester Road about a block away from Great Oak Drive around 3.30 yesterday afternoon. They say a juvenile was shot and taken to the hospital. While officers say the shooting appears to be accidental, the investigation is ongoing. A family still looking for closure five years after a teen was found shot to death on the side of the road. Prince Polite was at 19 years old when he was killed. His mom tells us that despite the years that have passed, God will uncover and expose every bloodstained hand involved. Polite's death was found off of Wiggins Road in the Green Pond area of Colleton County. There's been no arrest in this case. The Colleton County Sheriff's Office tells us the State Law Enforcement Division is still investigating. The attorney representing the victims of Bowen Turner now calling on South Carolina Attorney General to launch a full investigation into that case. 19-year-old Turner is accused of sexually assaulting three girls in three counties in 2018 and 19. Court documents show that he violated the terms of his house arrest more than 50 times to go to golf courses, restaurants, as well as stores. Documents also show Turner's lawyer, State Senator Brad Hutto, told prosecutors in an email that Turner violated his bond all those times because he was depressed. After we uncovered the emails and other documents, the victim's attorneys, Sarah Ford, sent a letter to State Attorney 
Attorney General Alan Wilson Friday. In the letter, she stated that she believes Turner's parents and grandmother knowingly and willingly allowed him to repeatedly leave home while under house arrest. Ford also requests law enforcement look into Turner's parents and if they are allowed that if they allow Turner to access alcohol while underage on house arrest and under their supervision. Now, the letter also stating that Turner's parents should be investigated for contributing to his delinquency and turning a blind eye to Turner's access to addictive substances. The group of 34 people who are accused of trafficking drugs out of a restaurant and food truck are set to appear in court for a bond hearing tomorrow. Attorney General Alan Wilson says the defendants are known as the Los Bandidos and facing 124 charges. They're accused of operating at a restaurant called Los Primos and a food truck. Officials say the spot became a regional hub where meth and cocaine were trafficked. Now the investigation estimates the ring accounted for more than a ton of meth. Wilson says they found the group in Greenville had ties to the cartel. The city of Goose Creek is now supplying small businesses with loans as part of their Kickstart the Creek 2.0 joint initiative. Yeah, the original program was created as a COVID relief initiative, but the city says they want local businesses to grow and stay right in Goose Creek. Lauren Quinlan joining us live in Goose Creek with more on how business owners can get their hands on these funds. Good morning. Good morning. The city is contributing $500,000 to small businesses looking to expand but might not qualify or may have been denied a traditional bank loan. During COVID-19, the Goose Creek City Council put together a small business COVID relief loan fund. They did this by partnering with the Climb Fund, a nonprofit community development lender. Now they are partnering again for the Kickstart the Creek 2.0, which is in full effect. Matt Brady with the city of Goose Creek says startups or small businesses looking to expand in the city will be assessed by Climb Fund. The organization will look at things like their business plan and how much capital they are looking to access to determine how much they'll get. At the very most, the Kickstart funds will contribute 25% of any total financing package. We see small businesses as sort of the um, lifeblood of our community. They employ a lot of people. They make a community what it is. They help create strong bonds and strong um, business relationships within a community. Brady says he's happy to walk business owners through the process and provide them with any help needed before submitting a loan application to make sure they're ready for the next step. The city also says they'll connect business owners with different mentorship organizations if they have an idea, but their business plan isn't quite ready yet. And those funds will be available starting in June. Click on this story on Live5News.com for more information. Live in Goose Creek, Lauren Quinlan, Live 5 News. One somber note about today's date. On May 25, 2020, George Floyd died when a Minneapolis police officer pressed his knee against Floyd's neck for more than nine minutes. Video of the incident led to protests worldwide and a new look at racism and policing in our nation. Thanks again for joining us for Morning, y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning, y'all, is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.